the Mark West Sports Podcast. All right, it's the Mark West Sports Podcast. I'm Marcus Benjamin. He's Wesley Pierre, and we give you that real sports talk from Dade County. And we had some news this week that was unfortunate from one of our boys or one of our young boys, you know, one of our alumni or or South Florida alumni out of Monarch High School, uh, Calvin Ridley, um, got caught betting on games and he was suspended by the league for a whole year. And he, he came out and said, you know, he only bet, bet $1,500. And it was when he was away from the team dealing with some personal issues. So it's not like he was actually playing, uh, but, you know, bet, betting on your sport, we should know it is a no, no. I mean, it's kind of obvious and the NFL has, has rules in place for if this happened. Um, I, I was looking at history, maybe only six or six or seven players in the history of the NFL have gotten caught betting on games. So first off, when, when, I, when I heard the news, I was just like, that's unfortunate for Calvin Ridley because he's a, actually a really good player. It's not like he's a nobody. He's, he's one of those up and coming receivers in the game when Julio Jones was hurt when he was playing in Atlanta. Calvin Calvin Ridley was there picking up the slack, um, and he was the number one receiver this season uh, for Atlanta. Um, you know, with you know, I think is a a mediocre quarterback right now. Matt Ryan is. He's not the guy he used to be in the Super Bowl a few years back. So hearing the news, yeah, disappointing. You got to be more. You know, it's just like other other people we talk about, Wes. It's like they you got to be more aware of your situation and 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 what's what's affecting you uh, as a player. But at the same time, I think they should let players bet on games. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that that's my take. I feel like I feel like players should be able to bet on games if you're not involved with the game. If you are involved with the, if you're playing, obviously not. But if you're away from the team, um, saying what he should, did should, is, is good or whatever, I actually think is bad, and I'm frowning upon it. But at the same time, I feel like players should be able to bet on games that doesn't involve the team that they're playing for. If it doesn't involve the team that you're playing for, I don't see any reason why that you shouldn't be able to bet on games. Um, but I understand the conflict of interest. You know, you will you may know that one of your homeboys is hurt in said game. So you're like, okay, I'm gonna put my money there. But you could probably know that in any other sport too, right? You know, you may have friends in, in basketball and you may know that, you know, one of your friends is who's, who's a player or main player who's got a, you know, injured toe, like, like Jimmy Butler had. And you know that, you know, they're not going to cover because they don't know about this injury and he's just trying to play through it. But you know he's not going to be 100%. Anything like that. But, hey, the rules are the rules. And, hey, if, if you look back out on it, Martha Stewart got put in jail for this same type of deal for insider trading. That's basically what it is, like insider trading. She knew inside information. She was trying to make some more money. And she got caught and she went to jail for it for a while. You know, she got a felony charge, I believe, you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that that's that that for me is 
what came to my head is like, man, you got to be more aware. Calvin Ridley, come on. And at the same time, uh, I don't I don't feel like there should be such harsh rules as, uh, against gambling, especially since gambling is is like so open now. You know, like, you know, more and more states are allowing gambling. Um, you, you see betting lines on, on, on the ticker on, on SportsCenter, you know, and they talking about it openly. There's shows about it now, uh, you know, shows on the radio, shows on TV um, about who to, who to bet on and, and talking about line movement and parlays and teasers and all of that. So I don't know. I think we're moving to to a level where player is probably going to be able to bet. Um, but at the same time, Calvin Ridley, you got to be more more aware of your situation. Look, man, Calvin Ridley, do I agree with what you when they say when you're saying um, players should be able to go ahead and bet on games? Yeah, no. Why? Because, I mean, if 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 you have individuals betting on games, they can actually throw games. It's like the movie Blue Chips back in the days. You feel me? When, when you had a a player that actually, you know, um, missed certain shots because he was getting paid. So, I mean, if you're saying that gambling and everything's involved, what do you expect? I don't want to have no questions in my head that you had an individual possibly throwing the game. Now, you know, I mean, if I'm betting for my team to win, then I, I, it shouldn't be a problem. You know what I'm saying? But it's when you start going ahead and betting against um, certain teams like your team, then it'll be a problem. Be like, damn, why are you betting against your team? Don't you want your team to win? Um, is more going to be passion on that end. But um, once you start seeing players bet, bet against their teams, then you know that it's some funny business around. But he was dumb as hell. Like, come on, man. You bet $1,500 on a parlay and now you're suspended for the whole year. And I think you lost 11 million, 11.5 million or 15 million, something like that. Yeah. Like what's going on? Like that is, was the worst, worst actual um, thing that he could have actually done. Like, That's the worst gamble he actually <laughs> did. Yeah, like, like, come on, you, 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 you won and you lost. I think he won actually. And, and the plain fact, he was betting against the Jaguars. It was the Atlanta Falcons versus the Jaguars. Like, why wouldn't you not be able to bet against the Jaguars, man? They trash and they had Urban Meyer with all the turmoil and stuff going around um, with that organization, man. Per perfect time to possibly win some money, you know. But, again, like, they tell you that on uh, OTA meetings. They tell you that when you get in the league, you see what happened to Pete, um, Pete um, Rose in baseball. Like same thing um, what Marcus alluded to is kind of like inside of trading with, you know, with Mar Martha Stewart back in the G like, come on, you got to use your head. You know what I'm saying? And then me, I'm, I'm feeling some type of way because I'm looking at background on your end, Marcus. And, you know, it, it for me, it's ties to the Miami Dolphins because I mean, I, 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 he didn't want to be in Atlanta and there was a possibility that he can also get traded, you know, and, and, what one team that possibly could have been in the mix was the Miami Dolphins because you know the ties with the um, um the Crimson Tide to uh you know I seen something about Mari Cooper with with the Dallas Cowboys and I'm just like damn Amari Cooper like they said that they're gonna cut you oh shit bring your ass over here to Dade County oh Ridley oh 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 you from Alabama too you number one receiver 
I know you got a little mental problem. Supposedly, you took some time um, off last year. But I'm just like, hey, you probably doing a Ben Simmons. I don't want to be around this trash, man. Let me just say I'm going crazy over here so I can go ahead and chill at the crib and get paid. You know what I mean? And, and, and use that to my 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 advantage because you know sometimes like look this is what we do as humans man we they they give us something um to help us and we abuse it you feel me they're 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 using the mental illness right now remember back in the day people used to get shunned if you didn't have the not right mental ill um mental health but if you was not strong willed and this that and the other you came out and say you had a mental illness then people don't even want to play with you you got the rose and look at him he got a mental illness and he's balling you know what i'm saying so it's just showing you that mental illness don't have anything to do with it but i'm just like that again there was probably possibility that he may come to the miami dolphins i don't know if there was a lot of rumbling in the air but like i heard that and i just was like oh that upgrade i mean i'll trade for him i'll give a first round pick it's somebody that's guaranteed chris Greer seemed like he don't know what he's doing when he's picking right receivers anybody on offense let's go with somebody that's proven from down here you know what i'm saying and and, and um he has ties with what to it you know what i'm saying so so i just was like of course this is gonna happen of course this is gonna wash away anything that has um if it did have anything to do with the dolphins on possibly acquiring him I'm just like, yo, but again, dumb move, like worst gambling decision ever. Like Marcus said, it's just like, what was you thinking about? I'm like, damn, can you go ahead and take down? I was going through something mentally. That's why I actually betted. I was not thinking straight. Can he use that as an alibi? I mean, like, I'm just like, I'm pretty sure he could, but I don't <laughs> hold up. I don't think oh, yeah, yeah. Up, you know, <laughs> I mean, yeah, man, I think he just made the wrong decision. And there, there's been a lot of people talking about how he is not going to be in the NFL again, though. I don't think that's the case. I, I think he's going to play again. Why wouldn't you take a chance on a guy who just exactly. bet, like, bet a parlay? Okay, I understand he just directly violated a rule that I'm sure he knew. And if he didn't know, shame on him and his agent for not informing him. But I'm pretty sure he's going to be back in the league again. Everybody needs a receiver, you know, and he's going to have a year to just rest up. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this this game really takes a toll on your body. So he's going to have a year rested up. He was was great last season. We're playing with it in an average on an average team. So, like Wes said, he probably was thinking of going elsewhere anyway, maybe coming back home like a lot of other receivers are thinking about doing, Um, which transitions me to another receiver. I don't know if you saw this, Wes. You probably did. But did you see that Braxton Berrios might be coming to the Dolphins? No, I ain't hear that. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that. That's like, saw you, what, that. what's going? On? Like, inform me. You feel me? Like, yeah, what's going I on? saw, I saw a tweet from one of my one of my reporter buddies, David Fornes, out at the uh, Sun Sentinel. I saw a tweet that said Braxton Berrios may be coming to the Dolphins. I was like, okay, Braxton Berrios, he's been playing. He ran a kickback for a touchdown. Yeah, cool. Last season for we was posting him on yeah. the page for the okay. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, that that is a po- possibility. I want to find the tweet so I can read exactly 
what it said, but I remember seeing it at work today pop up on my phone. I'm just so, thinking, like, you know, while you but, find it, huh? But the thing is, though, I, I know you was trying trying to get hyped up about Mari Cooper. I don't think it's going to happen because we ain't got the money. You know what I'm saying? We don't have the money to pay. I think that's the only reason, though, that um, – Oh, uh, so it, 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 so Braxton Berrios is, is just a rumor. It's just hearsay. Oh. It's, it's not official. Look, it seemed like all the rumors that when it comes to Miami is true. There was rumors about Tom Brady being over here. It was true. There was rumors about Sean Payton possibly being here. It's true. It was rumors about Jim Harbaugh possibly being here. True, two times. I mean, so so like if there's some type of smoke when it, when you got to Dolphin Stadium or Stephen Ross or anything that has to do with this organization, I think it's true. Because like we can't hold no damn water, you feel what I'm saying? But 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 if it is true, that would be great. Because at the end of the day, you got Braxton Berrios, um, possibly coming back to the Miami, well, back to Miami, and then you got Wells Walker. You know what I'm saying? Perfect yeah. person to help him in the slot. <laughs> you know, make it happen. Yeah. Like so so like yeah like if that's if that's um um like some real news or some real traction to that, like I, I, I yeah. would love. For that to oh, be possible, it says that uh, the Jets made him an offer, but he will shop himself around and see what the market is like. So, hey, okay. kind of like Ogba. <laughs> his, his, yeah, 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 man. So, I mean, Barrios's best moments was in that was in this stadium that's behind me right now, Hard Rock Stadium. So. <laughs> The Jets. He's coming from the Jets. Why would he want to play for the Jets? The Jets don't even really got a quarterback. Do they have? They drafted a quarterback. They but drafted a quarterback last year. He got hurt in the middle of the season. Came back later. I mean, he just liked Tua. I mean, I wouldn't say just like Tua, but he's in the same area, vicinity. You know, whatever. Um. So who knows? We'll we'll see. We'll see. Um. The other thing I wanted to talk about was it was something with the Dolphins, man. I know tied in Gasecki is franchise yeah, tag. He got the franchise tag. What you think about that? I mean, I don't I don't mind it. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't want to just let him go, you know, um like test a free agency because I think he's like possibly top five tight ends in the NFL. Like there's not a lot of tight ends I could see get him do one-handed catches. I think he was the only one I seen last year doing that when it comes to tight end. I mean, yeah, we know that his blocking is not that great. Um, but I think you know when you you got McDan when you got Daniels, this new um head coach, you know um, he, for, from what I'm understanding, he put his players in the best position to succeed. So I want to see him in that offense for a year. If it don't work, then we could go ahead and move on from him. Um, if not, then then um, then we could um, I, my bad. If 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 it don't work out, then we could move off from. If if it does work out, well, then we could go ahead and keep him. Um. I mean, I don't see anything wrong with with. I just it, I just felt some type of way that that you had to even get bring it this far. Cause me, I'm a, I could have sworn in the podcast we've been saying like, damn, they should sign him early, um, and, and not have to even deal with this bullshit right now that they're gonna have to deal with. Um, I mean, top five tight ends in the NFL, what you gonna be averaging like 11, 11 million, 12 million a year? Um, like you could have probably signed him earlier and got him for eight. You know, um, so the Dolphins, they, I mean, they, I've been seeing them paying they, their, their guys and, you know, people that work for it. You've seen X-Men, he got paid. Of course, we've seen last year, 
you had a little, he was a little disgruntled, but they held it down. And I, from what I'm hearing that they're restructuring his contract or giving him a new contract right now. Um, and, and if we could keep him, it's all good. I also seen a tweet um, with um, Byron Jones um, saying that his, he had a surgery that was successful. I'm like, damn, I didn't even know you was injured. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, um, a lot of individuals like saying that there's somebody named JC something Jackson or something, a cornerback or whatever that we should go ahead and grab. I don't know. Um, that, that's all I do know. Um, in that regard, I, I really didn't really jump into the article like that because it was in the Sun, Sun Sentinel Omar Kelly. And, you know, I ain't pay my fee. So I ain't get to go ahead and be able to read the whole article. I just was able to read the little um, beginning or the headers. Um, but but yeah. Um, yeah. What else you had on the Dolphins? Were you had anything to say about the tight end? But we'll get sick. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, I just I just want to say that it's a smart move uh, for the Dolphins because like you said, he you could argue he's a top five tight end. And tight end is one of them positions where you just don't have a lot of great players anymore. It's not it's not like back in the day when you had the Shannon Sharps and uh, Tony Gonzalez's and it just kind of went down the line. To me, I, I can name Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, the one from Baltimore. Um, after that, is it's pretty much uh, – there's, there's not a lot of other great tight ends. Gronk is – I don't even know how he even played last year. He was on his last leg. Uh, <laughs> you know? Quarters on shots. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, there's just not a lot of great tight ends. And when you already have a good one, uh, which Wes alluded to making one-handed catches, then and you got still a young quarterback who young quarterbacks usually rely on tight ends to kind of bail them out of situations. Um, and he, he's someone who can stress the field. Now, he can't block. You know, he's not a blocking tight end, like, at all. Like it's, it's, it's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> like if you ever just watched him try to block, he's just not very good at it. Um, but you know, he's, he's, he's that player that can act as a decoy, like he's going to block. And then next thing you know, he's 40 down, 40 yards down the field, catching a touchdown, uh, which is, which is a great wrinkle to have in, in an offense. Um, George Kittle is another one that I would say is in the top five um, from San Francisco. Um but yeah, to lock him down, tag him for a year, you know, um, because I'm pretty sure there was a lot of teams that was trying to, you know, get his his ass away. <laughs> right. You know, so I think it's a smart move. And um, let's see what else they do. Uh, what one of the major I, I didn't have any other uh, Dolphins news. You got you got any other I mean, the only thing is, you know, um kind of how when we're talking about Ridley as far as it you know, being able to bet on games. I mean, the the real problem is if the um Stephen Ross, if I mean, if they willing to suspend this guy over a year, you know, betting on his team to actually win, then you know that puts some more um, craziness or clouds over yeah. the office in regards to Stephen Ross. So right. hopefully, hopefully that that is not true um, because I like Stephen Ross. Like, like you feel me? I, I like. I don't want to finally get an owner that does everything that that I want him to do to be successful. Like he paid for the stadium um, being remodeled, his money, you know, because Miami always getting finessed by outsiders. You feel me? Like the Marlins just did us. 
um, like Jeter just did us again. Um, so, so um, when we were supposed to be giving it to the Moss brothers, but no here or there. But, but yeah, uh, I'm just like um, he he built the stadium. He 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 built built the 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 he brought uh, the training facility to Miami Gardens. I you know um, built that facility. He has the other facility when it comes to the um, NASCAR. It's kind of like NASCAR, but it's a different type of fast car. Um, he bring, yeah, Formula One. He's bringing he bringing that over here. He brought tennis over here. He built them courts over here. All of his money. You know what I'm saying? He 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 tried to go get Jim Harbaugh a year. A few I think years the fans back. helped a little bit on that though. I think he used some of the tax dollars, but not all of it like like the Marlins did. Okay. So um, but to build the stadium, um, reef model the stadium, that was all on him. All the other stuff, then oh okay, cool. Um, I guess when he built the he remodeled the stadium himself, is basically he he saved face. You feel me? Like Miami, like I. Right, you're not like the rest of the guys that come to Miami and just finesse the taxpayers. You're actually for us, so let's just go ahead and re, um, invest in you now since you don't um, put all this money out. But yeah, I like him as an owner. You know, he 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 didn't handle the Sperano situation getting to Jim Harbaugh a few years back correctly. But damn, I like him going to trying to get that dude. You feel me? He was a hot commodity. You know, it just seems like something's always leaking. When we, whatever is going to help the Dolphins move forward is like something always happened to F it up. Every single time. Drew Brees, medical staff. Uh, um, Jim Harbaugh, oh, it leaked. Jim Harbaugh again. Oh, you know, uh, um, this um, situation happened with Stephen Ross. And then the same day or the next day, Jim Harbaugh, he go back to Michigan. You know, when it comes to Tom Brady, Tom Brady could have been our quarterback. He said, you sticking with that guy? Is that mother effort and not me? You feel me? Like, he could have been on the Dolphins. Then you got Sean Payton, could have been with the Dolphins. All the would have, should have, could have don't happen in Miami. So, me, I can't blame it on Stephen Ross. No, I can't. Why I'm going to blame it on Stephen Ross, the only thing I'm going to blame him is, you know, keeping Chris Greer. But you keep swinging. He keep trying. He keep trying. It's just that the people around him, he should have known already. You hired a motherfucker from the evil empire. They're not over here to help us. They want us to lose. You know what I'm saying? So, again, it's just funny, the person that's sabotaging us right now from having Sean Payton was who? Our ex, our ex-coach. You know what I'm saying? Where did he come from? The evil empire. I'm not, I, I don't know if it. If yeah, he, but at the same time, who hired him? So. Huh? Who hired him? Yeah, I know, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, who hired Chris Greer? Who chose to keep Chris Greer? He's trying to come see on. you. Know how, you, 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 <laughs> you know how Stephen Ross looking at it like the best team for years, the last 20 years, been the, the actual New England Patriots. They found ways to cheat games win games, regular, you know, whatever it is. He's probably like, man, I'm tired of losing, man. Let me let me, let me let me see if I could go this route now. I go this route, it don't work. I go this route, they snitching. I go this route, they snitching. Let me just go ahead and get one of your guys, one yeah, of your I'm, generals, and, and let's try to yeah, win over I'm, there. I'm not so sold on keeping Steven Ross. I'm not going to go as far as say that I like him. But what I do like about him is that he cares. You can tell he cares about winning. He cares about the product. He cares about 
you know, building something in Miami. He really cares about that. Now his moves, um, you know, questionable keeping Chris Greer, you know, I don't know about that at all. You know, I think that's that in, in itself is probably the cancer of this franchise. Um, but everything else, I mean, uh, I mean, they're, they're all questionable. They're questionable moves. So I, I wouldn't be saying I wouldn't say I'm on like his side or I, I, I like Stephen Ross, you know, um, but I, I think he, he's a, a step up from Wayne Heisinga, you know, <laughs> I think he's a step up, step up from him. As, as an owner, because, you know, under Heisinga, we had the worst, the worst, uh, uh, the worst you may play uh, rec- record in, in, in the history of the franchise. So we made playoffs, man. We had, we had Dave Weinstead. We like, come on, man. I mean, yeah, <laughs> we did make the playoffs. Ran, you know. ran Ricky into the ground, caused him to smoke, but, you know, I, I don't know if not necessarily caused him to do it, but like, he quit on us because he was like, man, these these fools is running me into the ground. And we all seen it happening. We all seen Ricky Williams get run 20, 40 times a game. And every time he got up, he would need two guys to, to help him up. I was like, damn, man. But and then they even before that with Lamar Smith, um, the running back who scored the winning touchdown for the one game, one playoff game we've won this century. They used to do the same thing that, that to him too. I can't believe that's a, a real statement too. <laughs> like the one game we won in the playoffs this century, uh, 01, Lamar Smith won an OT over the Colts. Um, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm not sold on the Dolphins at all. I mean, I'm actually disappointed about a trade that happened this week um, with Russell Wilson, bro. Russell Wilson gets traded from the Seattle Seahawks to the Denver Broncos. And I think a pocket, either the last podcast or the podcast before, I was saying, I think Russell Wilson is probably the best option at quarterback if we can't get to Sean Watson, um, you know, as far as free agent quarterbacks. And, and uh, he goes to the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos traded away uh, Drew Locke, who was their whatever quarterback, and Noah Fant, who is a legit. Um, I think he's. I think he plays tight end, and I think they gave him a new deal, so they got rid of that contract. And they, I think uh, Seattle got like two first rounders, a fourth rounder. They got a bunch of stuff for Russell Wilson. To me, straight up, I don't think he's worth it. I don't think he's worth all of that. All of that that they traded, I don't think he's worth all of that. I think Russell Wilson is a good quarterback, right? And he is, I believe, the only other quarterback besides Doug Williams, black quarterback besides Doug Williams, that's won a Super Bowl. I believe he got one or two. He got one. He got one. He went to two. But then, you know, Malcolm Butler for the Patriots, Evil Empire, that's, that's one they should have won if they just gave it to beast mode in the last minute, whatever. Um, but I think he's a good quarterback, you know, but I think he's just outside of like the top seven or eight, you know, maybe 10. I don't know. But it's going to be interesting to see how he plays with another team because he really relied on defense and running game. 
You got defense in the run game. And yeah, like you said, Leia, Denver has a has a defense. They have a running two game. Good running backs, two good running backs. They got Melvin Gordon over there. And they got the other the other running back from uh from Oregon. I forget his name, but he he's fast. He's a fast running back. Um so yeah, probably I mean, want to go back. And what happened? Von Miller said he probably want to go back to Denver. Go back to Denver? Really? Wow. Yeah, he said that. I mean, he got a Super Bowl. I mean, why not go back to the crib? He's been there for years. He's got two why Super go Bowl rings already. He That's what I'm saying. And why not go back to Denver? Denver? Is Denver in Texas? No, it's in Colorado. Colorado. That's where legal marijuana. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Legal marijuana. You feel me? I was just thinking about state tax, if they had no state tax. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I would love to see him come to the Dolphins, obviously, um, because he's he's a guy who would also be coming to a good defense and a decent running game. You know, as long as we got somebody who's worth something like Duke Johnson or Miles Gaskin when he's healthy, he's always hurt. We have a pretty good running game, too. So, when I heard that news, I was just mostly disappointed at that. I actually heard a report that he didn't did not want to go to the East Coast. I'm not sure why. You know why you sure. want to come to the East Coast. Um, but I guess that was the reason why he didn't want to come to South Beach and play down here. But uh, yeah, I was just disappointed in that news. And I don't think Seattle, um, I don't think uh yeah, Seattle got enough. For him. I think they traded too much, you know. Um, yeah, I just, I just don't think it, it was worth all of all of who, what they traded for Russell Wilson. Yeah, I mean, that marriage, that marriage with Pete Carroll was been over. I mean, you kind of seen it happening throughout the season last year. Um, it seemed like they wanted him to play hurt. I'm like, damn, Russell Wilson can't throw the ball no more. I'm like, you know, but he was hurt, had a finger injury, um, and he still played, you know. I mean, I never really liked him. You know, I kind of jumped in, jumped into that, you know, that little beef that he had with. Um, he comes off kind of corny, bro. Yeah, I'm he reminds me of Carlton, man. Yeah, He's not unusual. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? He reminds me of Carlton, you know, doing the dance. Um, but, but yeah, when he'd be in those, uh, these interviews and he'd be like, go Hawks, go Hawks. Yeah. He seemed like, 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 like a man. <laughs> um, I, I, I didn't like him because of the whole future situation with Sierra, um, like, uh, you know, future breaking up with Sierra and then like, probably like two months later, a month later, or she just had a baby by future or two months later. And. They go Russell Wilson right here. Like, what are you doing here? Like, forget if Future is doing um, Sierra bad. Like, you don't know because relationships, they be having their ups and their downs. You want to give them their time to reconcile or figure it out. And it's like, he's like, damn, all right, she just had a baby. You know, she's emotional because he's probably cheating still or doing this, that, and the other. Let me go swoop down like Batman, the Dark Knight. And let me go ahead and I'm going to be um, um, walking your kid in a stroller. I'm going to be doing all of this, you know, in the days when you just have a kid. Because when you just have a kid, like, you really don't have no time to yourself. You know, you're just home 
um, majority of the time because you want to get that bond, you know, um, with, with that kid. So that's what made me not like him. Um, then on top of that, you had the Rich Shermans and um, saying what they said about him, even even um, the running back. I forgot his name. Uh, Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, Marshawn Lynch. You know, not really on the side of Russell Wilson or speaking up for him if there was some turmoil in the locker room and why everybody got traded and, you know, certain things like that. I just didn't, he just seems fake to me. Like you said, go Hawks. It just seems so fake or you just yeah. swear. It's just like yeah. you're trying too hard, you know. Um, I do like how he take care of his kids, how he bought um, Sierra's masters and gave it to her. You know, you don't have a lot of people that actually do that. But but again, it even that move seemed um, wait, wait, what did he do? He bought Sierra's masters from, you know, her, you know, she records a recording artist and he bought her masters and gave them to her because she didn't own her own master. So he, he bought them oh, of her and, music. Yes. And oh, gave okay. them to her. So now she have the rights and the masters to all of her mu music, which is a good thing. But it just seemed like something like you doing the most again. I don't I don't know. I mean, it. You hey, know, that I, is cool. I, I give a props for that one. Yeah, yeah, like, I, I, you know, but it just sometimes it seemed calculated. And even though it's a good move for me, it just seemed like there's a hidden agenda behind what you just did. So we could be like, yeah, Russell Wilson, come on, man. That, you, you see what I'm saying? How you came off like, yeah, that is a good move. But again, I say the same thing, but I'm a little cynical when it comes to him because everything seemed calculated. It's kind of like LeBron. Everything seems calculated. You know what I'm saying? Um, but again, even like when LeBron, his organization t um, tweeted um, Isaiah Thomas, oh, um, um, you know, this is somebody that basically persevered and this, that, and the other. And he was like, Isaiah Thomas, like, hold up, man, save that. Like, like, stop being fake. You know, we know what it is. That's what he said. You know what I'm saying? It's just like that. You know, I can know when you're fake, regardless of the fact, you know? Um, but 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 again, I don't like it because he in the AFC. We already struggling over here uh, in, in, in Miami to win games. We got to play the Denver Broncos. We normally play them like once or twice a year, depending on how the schedule is brought up. And like, damn, I was always feeling good lately because, damn, they don't got no quarterback. That's just one less team that I need to worry about in the AFC that got a quarterback. Now you got him. You got Patrick Mahomes. You got David Carr, Derek Carr. And I think one more individual in that and, 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 um, that came into um, our division or we got to deal with, I'm just like, no, man. I'm tired yeah. of this shit, man. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, now I got to deal with Russell Wilson. Like, come on, man. I don't want to deal with that. And that stout defense. Like, come yeah. on, man. But yeah, it, it is keep going on and on as, as, as the play, uh, quarterbacks that is in that division. Josh Allen. Mark Jackson. Yeah. Josh. What's his name? Herbert. What's his first name? Can't think of his first name for some reason. Um, Herbert from the Chargers. Yeah, yeah. Um, damn. Justin. Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? But so, yeah, man. I feel you, I feel man. What you're saying. It, it just, it's just, it's just like more bad news when it comes to the Miami Dolphins. Like we can't win. You know, everybody want to come over here and live in Miami. Or everybody want to go ahead and and find a way to make us miserable in Miami by moving to another team in another city and making our um, Super Bowl year look a little bit more dimmer. But hey, it is what it is. Um, um, 
I'll see how it does, how what it do. Um, he's playing in the mile high now. Um, I don't know how's that gonna work. And not just that, he's a short quarterback. Um, a lot of a lot of a lot of um coaches can't can't actually adjust to a small short quarterback, you know. So let's see how that works. But um, I think he'll be successful. Is he gonna win a Super Bowl? I don't think so. Uh, I still think Peyton Manning, um, or even Tom Brady, when they actually um left their teams to go to another organization, was better than the Russell Wilson, um, Wilson that we have right now in Denver. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's going to a tough division. I mean, you got to beat Patrick Mahomes twice a year. You gotta, you gotta play Justin Herbert twice, and then you gotta play the Raiders, who made the playoffs last year, almost beat the Cincinnati Bengals in the playoffs. So they, they ain't no scrubs either. Um, you're gonna play in that division. It's gonna be tough. You know, it's gonna be tough for you to get out that division, especially with, um, you know, those those teams uh, in that division. You got two. You got just Patrick Mahomes alone in, in that, in that division, everybody else who plays on that team is going to be tough to beat. You got to outgun him. And I don't know if you can do that. You know, uh, you got some playmakers over there. You got the Jerry Judy, who's from Deerfield beach down here, played at Alabama, another one of those Alabama receivers, but you lose no offense. And, um, and besides that, there's not really um, a big time playmaker on that on that team. He has to be that. He has to be that big time playmaker for that team. And I don't think he's that guy to do that. I mean, I like Russell Wilson as a player. You know, I like watching him play. I mean, he finds ways to get out of trouble and he waits to the last, last minute and he can still find a receiver. Um so I, I like the way he plays. I enjoy watching him play when he's on the field, but um, he needs help. He can't do it on his own. You know, nobody can really do it on his own. It's football, obviously, that you, you're on the field half of the time. But in this day and age, you're going to need playmakers. Like, look, at, look at the Rams. I mean, they had – there's no Cooper Cup on that, on that Denver team. Um, there's certainly not an OBJ or Robert Woods who both got hurt. Yeah, but still, you had other playmakers on on that team to really um, help that team win championship. And I, I just don't think Russell Wilson is going to do that. I agree with you, Wes. And, you know, I, I question the move, the move on, on him because you would think he would go to like a, a more of a glamour city because you're married to an R&B, R&B singer. So I would think you would go to like a Chicago who, who, you know, not solidify with Justin Fields yet. He's young. He just had a rookie season or Miami, you know, seems more logical. You don't want that to happen, man. You don't want that to happen. Yeah. You're like, man, your ass going to be cheating on me, man. I done tamed you all these years and I got married (laughs) and have kids. And then now you go over here, you gonna go over here in South Beach. Nah, man. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. But um, that 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 was like kind of the main news from the NFL. Besides Aaron Rodgers getting a huge contract, I heard about that. Yeah, but it, it, I ain't trying to talk about Aaron Rodgers. It's the same old story with Aaron Rodgers. You know, he know how to finesse. You know what I'm saying? He he's, he. I mean, look, you you the highest paid paid quarterback in NFL history. Now I think your deal is like 200 million. 
you know, 150 million to get guaranteed. I mean, I think that's ridiculous, though. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. A quarterback that's probably gonna play what two, three years most. No, nah. nah, I think he, I think he just did that to make sure that um, he basically holds the power. I'm pretty sure that he's not like, oh, you guys can. It's a four year contract, but it's somewhere in there, like probably like Russell Wilson. If there's a clause in there, or like Deshaun Watson, like there's a clause in there. If I could trade, be traded to a team that I want to go to or whatever like that. I just want to make sure that I'm getting paid um, the most in the NFL. Yeah, I think he should get paid the most. I mean, um, yeah, you got Patrick Mahomes and these individuals, but they're going to get other contracts. You know, this is probably his final contract. Um, MVP two years in a row. Um, won a Super Bowl for that organization. Why not? Why not pay him that money? I know he's fresh as hell, but like a lot of individuals, like look at Jordan, man. Jordan has a, I mean, he's probably he's he's came down to earth recently and showed the showed us the human side of Jordan. But everybody know him for being a crab. Dan Marino, everybody know him for being crab. Um, what they call it on um, Elway, same thing. All these great players normally are crabs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I, like I don't understand why they think just because these guys um make all this money or the face in the organization. They're a hero. They're a role model. They're somebody that no. Some individuals like they have bad attitudes, and it's all about the money. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know, I'm not gonna knock them for that, but hey, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we'll keep it with the football. Um, the Hurricanes, man. I mean, they stay with good news like every <laughs> <laughs> like every week. And I want to clarify something about the about the practices. Um, I had a technical issues with my email. I wasn't getting the email uh, from the Hurricanes, and uh, I thought they weren't letting the media in practice. First week of practice was this week, and I'll be at uh, practice on Friday, so I get to see what's going on down there and see what's going on, but. What is going on is Coach Roland Smith of Miami Central won. He currently has won three straight titles. He, he was in the midst of three straight titles. He went to the U, uh, by the way, and he's already been funneling uh, players from Central to Miami. Um, and now he's part of the coaching staff or part of the staff over there at Miami, along with now Jason Taylor and, you know, Charlie Strong and <laughs> the list goes on and on. And and. Um, I, I mean, it, it's getting to a point now where. It seems like ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's going, it's setting the bar pretty high now, you know, what I'm saying it's, it's setting the bar pretty high as far as what this team is supposed to do because if we go out and we just lay an egg and we just don't show up in games or something like that then then we really gonna be hot you know what i'm saying like we weren't really expecting it from manny diaz you know we were any any great thing that happened with diaz we were happy because we weren't the, the expectations weren't really that high but now with that coaching staff that coaching staff is on par with any coaching staff in the country you know what i'm saying it's on par with with Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, any of the big schools, that coaching staff, as far as the experience, as far as the, the coaches that have been head coaches, um, Hall of Famers, 
I mean, you got arguably the best high school football coach joining the staff. You've got a Hall of Famer in Jason Taylor there. You got a Hall of Famer in Reed over there. And then you got uh, Charlie Strong, who's been a head coach. Of course, you got Cristobal at, at the helm, and then you got Gaddis as your as your OC, who who led Steve. that. Team. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the list just goes on and on, and and what I'm just seeing is that this is just gonna it's gonna put a lot of innate uh, pressure on on this on this football program. Not at first, you know. At first, you know, um, I think to me, the bar is probably set at nine wins. I, I'm thinking. You know, I, I don't know what you think. I'll let you, you know, weigh in on this too. But I think going into this season with the with the recruiting class you're bringing in, with the transfer uh, transfer players that are coming in, and the quarterback that you already have, and I saw some video from from the from the the, the new quarterback, Jacory Brown, who's looking great too. So, if, and then you still got Garcia over there. I mean, come on, like you, you loaded at at every position and pretty much except for linebacker we've already discussed that but you got the you got the the coaches to develop the guys that you have there in charlie strong uh to really develop these linebackers that these young linebackers that you have over there so i feel like eight win season probably feels like a disappointing season you know because of all that you have uh, i think Manny Diaz had an eight-win season, I believe, um, maybe a couple of eight-win seasons. And for us here in Miami, for the Hurricanes, uh, even though we haven't won a championship since 01, we still feel like we won a championship last year. That's that's kind of that's kind of how we feel. You know, we will always refer back to that 01 season or just the early 2000s as, yeah, we had the greatest players in the nation, which we did, and arguably – not arguably for me or anybody who's who's a Hurricanes fan, that was the best college football team of all, of all time. So why can't we do that again? <laughs> you know, why can't we do that again? Most of those guys is from the crib, um, and most of these guys are from the crib. So why can't we do it again? I, and I think this is the, – the bar is set high, and it's where it should be, though, if you're a Miami Hurricanes fan you already think that anything less than nine wins is a disappointment. If you got three, four losses, then you're not playing for national championship. You probably didn't win your conference. You probably didn't win your division if you have that many losses. But when you get into 10 wins or more, then you're a legitimate program. And I feel like this first season, nine wins is the bar. You get nine, you're good. We'll see you next year. You know, anything less than that, well, it's the same old Hurricanes, you know, until they get to 10 wins, we win a division, we're in the ACC championship game, we win the championship ACC. Um, I think that that is where we want to be because we haven't been near that. I mean, yeah, we got to the ACC championship that one game and then what happened? We got blown out by Clemson and then we got blown out in the bowl game right after that in the Orange Bowl to Wisconsin which is not supposed to happen. None of those players, well, maybe some of those players went on to the NFL, Wisconsin, or some of those players, you know, um, that were on that Clemson team, we obviously know went to the NFL. One of them is playing for the Dolphins and Christian Wilkins. Um, But, um, yeah, I just feel like all of this, all of this uh, 
um, hoopla that's around the hurricanes right now just tells me that we have to have a nine win season or more. If not, it's going to, it's a disappointment. Yeah. I mean, you said nine wins. I'm on some 10 wins all, all, automatically. You feel me? Because <laughs> if we trying to be back to greatness, how are we trying to get back to greatness? And we setting the bar at nine. Now nah, our bar, bar need to be 10 or better, 10 or better every year, especially with this coaching staff, especially with all, all the money that they paying this coaching staff. Like you're not going to pay all this money for this coaching staff for one more win than Manny Diaz. Like for me, that just does doesn't make any sense. You feel me? For me, it's 10 wins or better. There should be no reason why we're losing any of these mediocre teams, any of these 50-50, um, close 50-40, I mean 60-40 games. Only teams we're supposed to be losing to is the what? The 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 um the Ohio States, possibly if they do play us, the Alabamas, um, Texas AM is 50-50 because I mean Jimbo just got there. Of course, he's trying to he's trying to build his his um organization up as far as with the players and certain things like that. But he's he got a two-year, possibly a three-year head start of Coach Crystal Ball. But besides that, nah, it's 10 or better. Like I'm trying to, I'm trying to be top four um, um, you know, trying to get into the playoffs. I'm not trying to be like, oh, like damn. We won against this team. Look, no, I wanted to be like, look, Marcus. All right, it's gonna be another win. All right, we going to the game. Oh, you gonna go? Oh yeah, me and me and me and Chris going to the game because we know we're gonna win. You know what yeah. I mean? I don't want to have no questions in my head, and especially after the, all the names that you just went through, especially signing um um the coach from um Central to be part of the staff. Like, yo, he's Cristobal is setting. All of the actual um, relationships, building those right now, because you're not going to be able to go to St. Thomas and pluck away the b- best players. Why? Because Coach Coach um, Taylor, um, um, Jason Taylor used to be the coach, and you're not on UM. What you think? He's going to be – they're going to be – look, the people at St. Thomas going to be like, yo – you got to don't, – don't, don't come over here. Like, um, you be trying to fly your jet – not your jet, but your helicopter over here. They call him helicopter man. And to, um, um, with uh, um, Coach Saban. No, we're we're gonna. You're not gonna get that that red carpet that you've been getting the cu- last couple of years. And you're old, man. You feel me? Your days as head coach is possibly almost over. Even though you are winning, um, especially the the landscape of college football is changing now. Um, it's more like you know the NFL. Um. Because I mean, the transfer portal is free agency, certain shit like that. So you 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 can't yell at players like you you once um, would have because they could feel salty and bounce to the next team. You know what I'm saying? So the the you know having your foot on their neck as a head coach, certain coaches probably not going to last. Uh, you know, a few more years in the league is it's time for the new organ, new uh, up and coming um coaches. And I think that's Coach Cristobal, especially, and, and, and not just Coach Cristobal, but a lot of individuals in his staff. I mean, I mean, it's known that Jason Taylor want to be a um, defensive coordinator in collegiate at the collegiate level. And why not start over here in Miami? Why not? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Same thing with anybody that comes from Central. That coach going, Junebug going to send him right to his dog that <laughs> that's coaching for the actual um, Canes right now. And 
even though it's on a see, but notice what they say on an off-field perspective. Right. So it's off field, that means you dealing with the kids off field. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like, like what is it? It's just like, yo, I know y'all, y'all, y'all used to getting these um kids plucked away from Day County or the Tri-County. No, nah, they're gonna stay over here. Why? Because I hired the individuals that used to coach for that team and they got the relationship. Look, I mean, look, he done won three championships for Central and he's over here. What, what you think you you think Central's not gonna remember that? You think the new head coach, Coach Junebug, gonna just forget those years, the the blood, sweat, and tears that they went through? No. All right, hey, yo, you the linebacker. I know you five star. Hey, I think you wanna go ahead and give Miami a shot. You know, listen to them. Even if you you was not on their radar or they were not on your radar, I'm gonna go ahead and kind of. Sh- their direction you know what i'm saying so so yeah. for me look high expectations i don't mind um um like you said you're gonna be over there at, at, at some of the practices um i'm gonna love it i'm gonna i'm gonna love watching your 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 own footage you know what i mean because look it's all canes you know i know your heart is in it um when you do go over there it's not just you as a um as one of these sports guys that want to ask questions and not really have the passion behind it. So just the plain fact that I know when we lose, I'm getting them texts from you like like you devastated. So I know <laughs> just seeing them do the things the right way, I want to see it from your viewpoint and your perspective with, with your coverage um, and your video. So I think that everything that Miami's doing right now is um, in a good um, light. I can't see anything yeah. wrong about it. I can't see, I can't. Um, be like, oh, high expectations gonna make feel people feel uncomfortable. This is what you want. I don't want you to feel uncomfortable now and get used to it because this is what Miami used to be. Miami used to be like, if you're not great, you're trash. <laughs> we're like, we're we're like we for still real. Like that. We still we're, like we're that. Still like that. Like you said, <laughs> it, it, there's no such thing as not coming number two. It's only coming number one. Who, who, who said that again in that that racing game, that racing movie? I think uh, Tal- Talladega, Talladega Nights. Yeah, look, you know, that's the first thing. First is <laughs> the, uh, second is last. Yeah, you if you're not me? first, you're last, bro. Exactly. If you're not first, you're last, and I'm trying to be first. I'm trying to be first every damn time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, uh, the Hurricanes. Shout out to Coach Roland Smith. I mean, the coach Coach Smith is somebody I've talked to plenty of times through the years, and um, he he's a really good guy, um, and he he knows how to run a program. I mean, he's, I mean, Coach Coach Telly Lockett before him really kind of built that built Central to be elite. Because to be honest, Central wasn't elite when we was in high school. Wow. You know, it was all, it was all about the West and Carroll City at times or New Orleans, um, Central kind of came up in like the mid-2000s, and they've been dominant ever since. And they have been dominating Dade County high school football. I mean, all, all the great players transfer over to them. And, you know, because it's because of Coach Smith and that coaching staff. And they are, like you said, going to continue to funnel players over there. And, and the other thing, too, I want to make a point is that high school coaches in Florida are not paid very well. You know what I'm saying? So I know he's paid, obviously he's going to, he's being paid more 
with the with the youth than what he was at Central. And he's not coaching. He's not doing the the grind of coaching, managing other coaches, managing players. When players get in trouble, it's all on you. You got to figure it out. You know, he's not going through all of that. He's really, to me, it seems like he's just going to be in a recruiting role of, of South Florida because you already got your, your connections with Central. Like I just said, most dominant program in these last 10 years. Um, and that's a great opportunity for him. And I'm, I'm happy for him to play play at, at his alma mater and hit play and and just play in that role where you just get to speak to coaches and players that you have relationships with and bring them over to your alma mater which is basically what Mario Cristobal is doing so I mean it was a great move and then you know Cristobal right after I, I mentioned this before right after his uh press conference of him announcing that he was the coach at, at Miami where did he go straight to Miami Central's practice immediately. You know, that's something Manny Diaz never did and would never do. So, yeah, everything about the Hurricanes, I'm, I'm just waiting for next week to see what's, what's the next good news. Because <laughs> every week it's, oh, it's some good news coming out of Coral Gables. And um, as far as the spring uh, football is concerned, I'm going to have a chance to really kind of look and dive deep into it and really see, you know, who's injured, who, what's going on, well, what, what players we should be looking out for, who's flashing and whatnot in the bedroom report coming up this weekend. And also this week, um, actually, I'm not going to, I'm not going to release that information, but I, I will be at, I will be doing some other work too this week and um, more to come, more to come um, from the bedroom report. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's it as far as uh, football is concerned. To transition, I just looked at the schedule, the hurricane schedule, and we got some tough games. First, we, we play at Texas A&M, at Clemson, and probably the, the other tough game is uh, Florida State at home, just because it's Florida State. But I don't really think that's a really tough game anyway. So I know there's a I'm a realist and there's a possibility we would lose the games just because of inexperience. You know, we don't have a lot of older players on this team that can, you know, when we're down in a hostile environment that that's going to tell them, hey, we can still win this game, you know, type of thing. Not a lot of them. You got some, but not a lot. And the other games is what I'm more worried about, though, because the games that we lost against Virginia last season um, and they lost to North Carolina last season, those are the games we're not supposed to lose, bro. <laughs> we're not supposed to lose those games. Like how you were saying you and Chris go into the game and you know you're going to win. Those are the games you're, you, you're supposed to go to that game and it's just supposed to be a good time. You know what I'm saying? You're supposed to tailgate, have fun, drink. And you're supposed to have a good time because the Hurricanes are going to blow this team out. When I used to go to the Orange Bowl, my sister went to the went to the U, by the way. I don't know if I ever told you that. But bloodline is the U. <laughs> yeah, she, she went to the U, graduated from the U, met her husband, now my brother-in-law, at the U. And, um, you know, um, she brought me to my first Hurricanes game 
I'll never forget it. You know, I'll never forget the first few games in my life. I must have been 10, 11, something like that. And that's when I fell in love. <laughs> that's when I fell in love because that crowd and that Orange Bowl was crazy. And they was just, you know, like they the crowd had as much arrogance as the team did. You know what I'm saying? We knew that we when when we was when they were walking we were walking towards our seats or whatever and I'm sitting I'm sitting with the students I'm with my sister who's a student I'm in the student section you know what I'm saying and everybody was just like oh we're gonna we're gonna blow this team out and they did of course and they played Iowa in that first game and Iowa was supposed to be a good team and they just blew them out they just blew the doors off and it was the first game of the season that was my first Hurricanes game I think it might have been ninety maybe 1990, maybe, some, some around there. And ever since then, I felt like, okay, so this is how it's supposed to be. <laughs> you know, this is how it's supposed to be every game. And I think a lot of Hurricanes fans feel the exact same way that I do. Like, we're not supposed to be losing against a Virginia. We're not supposed to be losing against a North Carolina. That's supposed to be a game where, where, where the freshmen come in and you see, oh, you see a flash of a freshman doing something great and like, whoa, like this guy's going to be a beast in, in, in a year or two. So that's what I'm worried about. I'm worried about them winning the games that they're supposed to win. And I'm transitioning away from the Hurricanes. And you could comment on that if you want to. But what, what, why I wanted to transition from that is that exactly what the Heat are doing right now. The Heat are beating teams that they supposed to beat. You know what I'm saying? Like, they are acting like a number one seed right now with, with, with three-game lead on the, on the second-ranked team. When they play in a, a scrub team, you can tell it's a scrub team. You don't even have to see the record. You can tell because they're in total control of the game. There's barely any slip-ups with this team, and mm-hmm. that's what's, what's the most impressive. Yeah, definitely, man. Um the Heat just keep doing their thing. And, of course, you know, uh, we brought Victor Oladipo back fully healthy. Um, came back on Monday, scored, uh, I think, 11 points. Um, yeah, in like 15 minutes. 15 minutes, 14, 15 minutes. Um, yeah, I mean, he – he, and not just that, but I love the plain fact that he drew a, 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 a um, charge first quarter – and then he drew another charge third quarter. Remember that he just came off of a quad injury. You feel what I'm saying? And For the what second is the time. Be- exactly. What is the best way to actually test it out rather than a charge getting hit, you know, and coming back up? And yeah, all right, down. Let me let me test it out again and do another one in the third quarter. It's just showing me that he's 100% healthy. If not, um, I, don't, I don't think he's 90%. He has to be 100%. Um, I think the Heat would have went ahead and kept them shut down for playoffs if he weren't healthy. But, look, we rolling. You know, you got Kyle Lowry done came back. You know, you got um, Jimmy Buckets came back. Um, a lot of individuals that haven't played together, like we haven't really been a, a team 100% um, healthy all season and now you got everybody's back. The only person I think that is not back is Marquise um, Morris. I don't know if they're just, you know, being precautious about um, that player. 
Um, but we don't really need him right now, regardless. You know, um, stay on the bench and stay healthy until playoffs. You're an older player. Um, we know your game. You you showed it for years in the league. So um, we'll hold off. We'll let these young guys um, keep doing it. You know, with your seven and um, I don't think Devin's a young guy, but um, I think they're going to use him a lot in the playoffs. So um, you can be a dark horse that come in if we're in foul trouble or anything like that and give us a few points. But again, like you said, the Heat, they keep rolling three games ahead of um, the next best team in the East. Um, everybody that we're supposed to beat, we beat. And we beat them without our star players. Um, yeah. We beat them with technically our backups. We got our, the sixth man of the year and Tyler Hero averaging like 27, 28 points a game coming off the bench. I'm okay. like, yo, like, I mean, people thought Jay Crowder um, was a good six man um, when he was in the league. And it seemed like Tyler Hero um, is that that new six man. I think it's not going to be a six man for long. I think he's going to wind up being in a starting lineup, maybe not next, this season, but possibly the next um, season. But but again, I just love the plain fact that everybody's just for the team, you know, um, Oladipo went his press conference. He was like giving um, the shooting guards on the, the heat big, big shout outs because he's like, damn, I'm tapping in your minutes and, and you guys are still behind me. You're still um, praising me and, and, and bigging up me um, during that time, you know, a lot of people going to be like, damn, you know, I'm playing good. Why are you taking my minutes to give this dude? You know what I'm saying? What have he proven on the team? I've proven to you guys time and time again this season that I'm that guy as well. That's what the normal guy does, but not when you're in Miami. Miami is family first, team first, um, like with um, Bam Adebayo saying, um, we're in a kennel, you feel me? And all of them are dogs but these dogs get along. You feel me? They're share, they share the plate. They don't just fight over the food. So everybody going to eat over here. So for me, um, I'm just loving the way we're doing it. Um, I think that we're continuing going to continue doing it right now. We're playing the Phoenix Suns right now. Um, and I think it's on ESPN. Um, yeah. but, but last time I checked, it was, oh, we're, 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 we're 57 to 55 halftime. Hopefully we can go, I can catch this, the second half of the game before we fin um after we finish the podcast but but yeah the heat keep rolling um good organization good players um of course you know the fan base is the fan base heat culture heat culture is defense um we just played the Brooklyn Nets we beat them we just played the Philadelphia 76ers and I told you they was gonna do that to Embiid Embiid was looking sick every time he played the Miami Heat you're not averaging a good I mean, amount of points. I agree with you, but Harden did not play in that game. I did but want Harden, to see Harden play like, with him and see what that was. See, but when Harden plays against individuals that play defense, he, 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 he's not the same individual, you know, and not just that, just the plain fact that they changed the rules um, where you can't just, ah, uh, and it's a foul, or you can, you know, <laughs> like, like for real, ever since they did that, like, you, you notice he had a hard time yeah. Um, um, in the beginning of the season because they was not giving him calls that he would normally get. So me, I know you in the playoffs, you turn into a nobody, you disappear. Me, I know you don't play no defense, you know, and you're not even consistent like that. You, 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 um, you actually get a lot of points, but you got to throw up a lot of shots to get those points. He gets you know to the line. Huh? Most of his points are like on the line. Exactly. Exactly. With the, oh, uh, 
but the, yeah. uh, but you're not getting that. So again, you know, it's gonna be a little harder for you to get what you normally get. I mean, MB, they saying you're an MVP. I'm like, look, man, every time you play Miami and bam, like we shut your ass down. And that's exactly what we did. We was like, every time you go back to the tape and check all the other games. I mean, I think he, when I was um, watching that game, he had like six points. It was like close to the, it was the third quarter, six points. Like, come on, you can't get free throws too. Like, come on, yeah. let's at least get eight points from free throw. You know, draw the fire, you're a big guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you're not getting that. You, we know how to play you. Um, I don't really see anybody in the East that can actually beat us seven games. The only team that really have me um, having a problem is Golden State. But again, same like what I was saying with Harden, you know, um, Steph Curry, he disappears in the playoffs. Like, I'm not going to lie, when the defense rampants up, he kind of disappears. He's going to get his. He's a shooter. You know what I'm saying? But 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 he's not going to be going into the paint. That's why he – this is the reason why he's shooting these long threes because he know when he get in the playoffs, they don't give him the paint. You got to stay out of the paint. You know what I'm saying? If you if you want to stay on on the actual court, people be, you know, following be the old school basketball a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it is what it is. I think I just think the Miami Heat are the best team in the East, possibly the best team in the NBA. All these other individual teams that they talk about on ESPN, Milwaukee, the 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 actual on um, Brooklyn Nets. Philadelphia 76ers, you're talking about the Chicago Bulls, you're talking about all these teams, and all these teams got to bow down because the Miami Heat got our foot on their neck. So it goes back to what we've been saying. The weather, the women, the beaches. You don't want our teams to be good because we got everything else. We live where you vacation. And the Miami Heat is going to keep that foot on their neck. And I can't wait till we win the championship. I'm going to say it now. We're going to win the championship this year. Um, majority of the time, teams that that made it to the to the um, finals um, and in the most recent years, even in the Super Bowl, if they, they didn't win and they go there again, they normally win. Look at Milwaukee. You know what I'm saying? They were supposed to go to the finals. They lost. You feel me? Felt some type of weight about the heat because we done swept their ass and they came back and won. Look at the Rams. You feel me? A few years back, was in the Super Bowl. They had um, Goof Troop over there um, <laughs> and, and Jared Goof, and they lost against Tom Brady. And boom, what happened? They just won the Super Bowl. So I think this is just what happens, you know, I don't think no team just goes straight to a Super Bowl or straight to a championship game. I think there's levels to it. And I think the Heat is showing you guys that, you know, this is how you build a team, one. This is how you build chemistry, two. And um, this is what you need to do to continue, keep fighting, keep giving you the grit, and then you're going to get to that promised land that everybody want to get to because that whole superstar um, paying them all this money to win championships, it's kind of disappearing. LeBron James gonna be gone soon. It's more, it's more parody in the NBA right now. And when there's more parody in the NBA, the Miami Heat, the team that has the best team 
overall team is going to go ahead and shine. Yeah, I mean, you pretty much said it all. I mean, seriously, I, I feel the exact same way on everything that, that you said. I feel like the Heat are clearly the best team in the East, and it, it's fun to watch this Heat team frustrate other teams. It's fun. It's fun to watch them. They just, like, you see Embiid, he looked frustrated. Kevin Durant looked frustrated. Um, DeMar DeRozan looked frustrated against us because – we put them clamps on you, bro. Like, like the defense is is what you know it, what the team is built on, and it, it starts with it starts there. And then after that, you know, we got the playmakers to make something happen. And I think Bam heard me talking about him last podcast. <laughs> we need him to step up because he's been stepping up in in the clutch moments. You know, the last couple of games, I see him going to the hole, getting rebounds. You know, even setting up other players. You know, setting screens, um, opening up, opening up some lanes for for Tyler Hero and and Kyle Lowry. So, so yeah, I I don't really see. I mean, it's I try to look at this from like the hater perspective. You know what I'm saying? Because there, there's the haters out there, and I try to figure out like, hmm. So why can't the Heat win a championship? You know what I'm saying? I try to figure that out because my mindset is like, oh, the Heat's going to win a championship. I mean, it's done, you know, to me. Like, I'm I'm already starting to make my plans for the parade. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Especially if things work out like how I think they might. Because I think Chris Paul, like Chris Paul not playing with the Suns right now, not playing in this game, when he plays with this team, they're arguably the best team in the league. That's what the record shows. Um, but I don't think that Chris Paul will be 100% healthy. He never is, really. When has he ever been 100% healthy, ever? Especially during playoff time, you know? There's always We always get to the playoffs. He's on a good team. When he's with the Clippers, he's great. You know what I'm saying? Once he gets to the playoffs, like... He, he gets hurt, and he's only getting older year by year. Last year, it was the same thing. He was hurt, and he got suspended for, for COVID, I think it was. And I don't think it's going to be any different. And to me, I don't think the Suns, although they got the best record in the league, can be carried by Devin Booker. We shut down teams that have one superstar, two superstars. You got to have a team, and I think we have the depth now better than the championship teams. I know that that's that's a crazy take, but I think the depth that we have now is better than the teams with the big three because top to bottom, I feel like we can run with anybody. And and it's and it's a bunch of players that the league or the world or the country doesn't really know. Nobody knows who Caleb Martin is except for us. Nobody knows who Gabe Vincent is except for us. Nobody knows who Yurt Seven is except for us. Nobody knows who Guy is except for us. You know, what <laughs> yeah. you know uh, nobody knows who Deadman is except for us. And these are the players that are going to be the X factors. Everybody knows about the Jimmy Butlers and the and the heroes and and the Kyle Lowry's and the. Uh, out of bios and out of bios yeah everybody knows about those players but what's really making this team go 
because all of those players have been hurt at some point of the season is these other players stepping up and and I forgot about um Struess Matt Struess is another player that's been stepping up stepping up in, into that spot and then you got you got Duncan Duncan Robinson who just got paid fighting for playing time because he can't as soon as you he mess up which he does at times and he's a liability defensively um Spolster is not hesitating now he, he's just like all right uh you're not playing Caleb get in there you know what I'm saying you're not playing well Struce get in there you know what I'm saying and that's only going to motivate Duncan when he is in there <laughs> when he is in there he's like oh man if I don't produce right now I'm gonna I'm gonna be on the bench and which is going to happen so I think it's going to be really interesting what the rotation is for playoffs like who's going to be the guys who are not because usually for playoffs you have eight guys nine guys that you really is your guys that you're rotating so it's going to be interesting who those guys are and if Duncan I mean I'm assuming Duncan Robinson is going to be one of those guys but I think it's kind of going to be a rotation of him Struess and Caleb Martin and then you got Gabe Vincent who's going to be the backup to uh Kyle Lowry you got Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero who kind of play the same position so they kind of you know, rotate whoever has the hot hand. Usually they close out with both of them. I've seen that Spolstra goes with both Hero and Butler in, in the final minutes, which is smart because you got somebody who's, um, you know, going to clamp you down on defense and take it to, to the hole in, in Jimmy Butler. And then, but you got the sharpshooter in, uh, in Tyler Hero, who's not afraid to take and make big shots and big moments. So, so yeah, so there's, there's, um, there's nothing about there's nothing from the haters perspective, which I'm trying to look through. That's telling me that we're not going to at least get to the NBA finals. And as far as far as like Steph Curry, um, I disagree with you about Steph Curry. We all we all know that. I feel like you're hating on on yellow, yellow dudes. And, and no, I like, like him as a player. <laughs> just playoffs. He, he disappears. Um, but I think they disappear or he disappears because they double him. And they double him like crazy. And what he what does he do? He passes it out most of the time. And yeah, uh, it's, it's tougher. To double. Get, it's tough. It's tougher to get into the paint in the playoffs. That's so, what I'm saying. That's why he's shooting. But this time he's got his boy um, Clay back with him. And they've been losing. It's gonna be interesting to see. And he's having an MVP type of season. Um, and we'll see if he can carry that into the playoffs. But still, as much as I'm, I'm, I'm a fan, to me, Steph Curry, to me. Besides Dane, are the one are the two my two favorite players in the league that that are not playing for the Miami Heat. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how if we do get Golden State, it'd be it'd be fun to see how we play against them because I think it's going to be similar to how we did Demar Derozan. Demar Derozan arguably having an MVP type of season as well, and we frustrated him. And I think we would frustrate Steph Curry, and it would take uh, an all-world performance by Clay Thompson to take us down. And I think coming off an ACL injury, I don't see that happening. And like I said before with Chris Paul, with his injury history, I don't see that happening. And, you know, we already talked about the Sixers. We don't believe in them at all. And James, James Harden, I don't even like, I don't even like his game. 
you know how I like watching Steph Curry and I like watching Dame and Kyrie that they, they they're just fun to watch fun basketball players to watch James Harden is like the complete opposite I hate watching him play it's just not fun to watch you know what I'm saying you're doing your little step back three where you're taking three steps you know what I'm saying? And then you're doing your, your your fake fake foul, drawing the foul, and then you get points at the line. It's just it's just not fun to watch James Harden play basketball at all. And he doesn't play no defense. He gives you no reason. I mean, I'm sure there's James Harden fans out there, but to me, he gives you no reason to be a fan. But that's neither here nor there. I, I don't he think with a Kardashian, his career is over. <laughs> yeah, and that and that's the same we could say with uh Devin Booker right now. I feel like his 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 career is destined to 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 go down the drain because he's dating uh Kendall Jenner, I believe. And so so yeah, I mean, we're going to be singing this song until June and likely we likely we will be singing this song while the parade is going on. Hey. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's how we that's after we get over the hangover of the parade for the Panthers. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. So, it could be the double this year. Like seriously, it seriously could be the double this year. Cause I don't I have no I, I do not remember a time that the Panthers and the Heat were both like the best teams in their conference right now. So yeah. I mean it'll be it, it could be a dream season for, for Miami sports and I hope it happens. Yeah, man. Definitely, man. Um crazy thing is dream season, but you know what's another dream to be smashing your boss, right? You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, 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 like that's the dream of a lot of people. If to smash fine. your boss, <laughs> especially if they bad. You feel me? Like I can I can smash you and I could come to work late. Why? Because <laughs> We know that I have something on you. You feel me? You don't want to lose your job and your career. You know what I'm saying? So you know you want to. You feel me? But again, man, that 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 brings me to. Um, uh, this is something that I had sent you and Chris, man. You know, yeah, Genie yeah. Bus, Genie Bus, Genie Bus is for the streets. You feel me? <laughs> Not for real. She for the streets. You feel me? And the reason why I say that is because wait, wait explain who Jeannie Bus is for people who Jeannie don't know. Jeannie Bus is the owner of the Los Angeles Lakers or the LA Lakers. Um, she inherited that, inherited that from the late um Dr. Bus, you know, and um it kind of when when I when I seen everything about her, you know, um being for the streets, and I'll explain that in a second. It kind of brought me back to why her dad possibly didn't want her to be at the helm of the table. You know what I'm saying? She he wanted the son that doesn't really know too much about the ins and outs of basketball like Jeannie did. You feel me? Now, now we're probably knowing why she she knows the ins and outs. You feel me? Because a lot of individuals been in and out of that thing. You know what I'm saying? Like my dog Dennis Rodman. And you know, Dennis Rodman, this dude smashed Madonna. You feel me? This dude in the middle of a middle of a playoff run went to Vegas. You feel me? Chopped it up with a few of the little models over there and a few of the little bops over there. <laughs> Came back and then won a championship. This is the guy that we're talking about. This guy done came out on it and had an interview and said he didn't say 
he smashed, but like, come on, he said he dated her for six months. You know what I'm saying? But before dating her, he was like, oh, you know, he went up to her room. She was like, oh, you want to get drinks and this, that, and the other. Boom, boom, boom. And after that night, him and her was dating for six months. So, you know, I mean, it was the Netflix and chill before the Netflix. You know what I'm saying? It was him, you know, smashing his boss or the owner of um, the daughter of the owner uh, team, not knowing that, uh, again, maybe later that you're going to wind up on the team. I don't think that he thought that she probably would get the team because normally um, men tend to give those uh, assets to another guy or a son. You know, if they have to deal with sports, they're going to give it to the son. You know, it's not me. It's just history. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, but, but yeah, so he probably was smashing her because she was looking bout because everybody know that she's for the streets. Everybody know. And he got her early. He got, we talking about nineties. You feel me? Like if she's old now, I mean, I, Chris going to find a few of them uh, on pictures. You feel me? I mean, there was one with her in Vladi Divac and, um, uh, forgot the, the guy's name. I think he was a coach for the Lakers as well. I forgot his name. Um, he, both of them was holding her like, you know, like when you take your wife to the threshold on the wedding night, both yeah. of them holding her like that, you know what I mean, on the um, home court of the Lakers. And then there were some tweets, some tweets behind Miss um, Jeannie Buss, you know what I'm saying? And all of these tweets was kind of like, it was not the best thing for her. It didn't show her in the best light. It basically made her look like a mutt. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you feel me? It made her look like a mutt. And, and you know, I'm going to go um, through a few of these actual tweets so you guys can know, you know, what we're talking about. Um, but one of the tweets, <clears throat> um, it was like, She's this is from her official Twitter account. It says Jeannie Bus. Um, hold on one second, because she got so many. What a whore. But but again, it is what it is. It says, Lamar, hold up, Lamar, take your pants off. Quotation, quotation. We scream as he checks into the game. Lamar? We talking about Lamar Odom, the one that's on crack, or you know, uh, uh it, <laughs> You know, a, a, a Kardashian's um dad um to you know part of Kardashian curse. There you go. Met Johnny Flynn of Minnesota Timberwolves before game. If I had number one pick, I would draft him. He is a cutie. Mangler, Mangler, you feel me? Um, just met Kevin Love from UCLA Timberwolves. He may replace Tony Parker as hottest guy in NBA. You see, this is like, mind you. Look, and she tweeted that stuff out. Yes, this is all her tweets. You feel me? Again, uh, here go the the Minnesota Timberwolves are now my second favorite favorite NBA team, and that has nothing to do with you, Kevin Love. Even though you're hot, really, on the bus headed to Staples, CP3 isn't playing tonight. He is a cutie. Ross, Kevin Durant <laughs> has those extra long arms like Phil Jackson. They come in handy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Another one. Your, com- your commercial spot is sexy fun. Give us more. You know who she talking about? Uh, hold up. But real 
Amar, um, oh, Lamar Odom. Yes, give us yeah. more. Your commercial spot is sexy fun. But um, Lamar is still my favorite NBA forward. Look what this, like, this is coming from a thought. This ain't no owner. You feel me? And if you go act like, my whole thing is like just because you're a girl that doesn't mean that you don't want to smash and dash like dudes be wanting to hit it and quit it you feel me you may got the whore in you it may be in you but we know men are not looked at a certain way you could call us a dog but y'all love it but we call yeah. you a dog. if you call you a whore if we call you a mangler scallywag a double standard for sure hey 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 it doesn't matter because it's is life is full of double standards and you and me are the same way because if our wives had a history like this mangler we wouldn't have wife them we would have had gave them a <laughs> shot we would have been one of the individuals that hit it and quit it you know what i'm saying and yeah life is not fair but that is what it is and when you're a a a a, a young lady you got to hold yourself to a certain standard when you come out with certain things like this like you know come on look it's just like the girl you know the girl on matthew stafford you know when she had fell and um, when, when he won the super bowl and she was taking a picture of her um he she was taking a picture of him and she fell and like probably broke some bones and he turned around like oh and he was getting all oh, time yeah, yeah, yeah. boom guess what they did she keep on losing boom you know the twitter is undefeated they went years back, like 10, 15 years, to her Twitter account and seen her using the N-word over and over and over and over and over again. So now she's canceled. You see how <laughs> funny that works? Wow. Now, Jeannie Buss, the Lakers are in turmoil right now. You know what I'm saying? And guess what they do? They're going to add more fuel to the damn fire. They're going to go back to your Twitter account. Somebody screenshotted it. You can't delete. <laughs> now we're looking at you like a Ross, like a Mangler. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you yeah. for the streets. This is coming from your mouth. This is not he say, she say. Right. You know what I'm saying? Now, yeah, and, and that's exactly what happened because the Lakers are trash right now. So I'm sure some Laker fan was like, oh, I hate Genie Bus. And then all of a sudden, that's when this stuff all is, is all coming out. Um, I don't, and like you said, I don't think she realized that it would matter. You know what I'm saying? I, she probably thought this was the lifestyle she's going to be living. And it doesn't matter that she says, oh, you know, I think Lamar Odom or Chris Paul is hot because she's just going to be living her regular lifestyle as a daughter of a millionaire. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, you're given the reins of one of the most popular franchises in the world. In the world, Craig. <laughs> you, know <what> I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And the fan base is just as you know, brutal as any other passionate fan base. And when you're not winning, they're going to find dirt on you. So I don't know how she's handling it. Like, how are you handling this right now? Because not only is your name being smeared all over the internet, albeit it was your own doing, 
but how are you dealing with people in your office right now? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How are you dealing with the, the people that are managing you or the basketball players that are on the team, the young basketball players now looking at you like, hey, I want, I want, I heard you like big hands. <laughs> I wonder, I wonder if LeBron James' wife is feeling some type of way because you know he's the biggest athlete right now in the game, and this comes out. So that hug that I probably thought was something when when you know that you know because he's out with she's out with LeBron and you hug the the owner you know a small little peck on the on the cheek. Now you got to go back and double back in your head. Like, hold up. <laughs> Did, was, was she trying something here? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm hey, just saying. And, and LeBron, LeBron's got a black wife. So she, you know, she was already probably thinking it anyway. And now, <laughs> she's got, now she's got proof, you know, now she's got the receipts. Uh, on Twitter to to show like nah you nah you, you stay home tonight <laughs> like nah you, you ain't going out with, with Miss Jeannie tonight I dream I, of I dream of Jeannie <laughs> I think not that's what she's thinking <laughs> uh, nah crazy crazy apparently crazy. a lot of people a lot of people have rode that bus you feel me Woo. and yeah. uh, I mean, based on based on what she said, I mean that it, it, I think it's pretty safe to to make those those conclusions. And and like you said, I don't think she realized she was going to be handed the reins to this franchise. And now that she has, you got to you got to deal with the scrutiny and you got to deal with your past because the internet has a dirty trail that people will dig up and find a bunch of stuff on you. So, hey. Uh, I'm not necessarily going to say shame on you because like you said, you're a woman and you have every right to do what you want to do. You know what I'm saying? You have every right to smash who you want, say whatever you want, you have every right to do that. But like what I said, we all know that there's a double standard. Women are looked at differently than men. It's already assumed that men are doing that. And that's that's the lifestyle that we live. But women, if you are doing that, then two things. You either are doing it for money and you don't care because you have that pride and you be like, hey, I'm doing this for money. I'm making money off of this and I'm doing better than a girl who's doing it for free because I'm making money. You know that you have that mentality if you're only fans, Jake, or you a stripper or you just a straight up prostitute, (laughs) you you have that mentality, like I'm doing this just like anybody else is doing a job. At the same time, you know, men don't, you know, we could, we could, we could do that, but there's not going to be this stigma on us. I mean, there will be, I mean, oh, he's a dog or, you know, he, he just runs through him or whatever, but it definitely looks worse on a woman and and it's not it's 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 just society it's definitely always going to look worse on a woman if they sleeping around or if they being promiscuous or they you know just flaunting around saying hey i'm smashing this one i'm smashing that one you know what i'm saying guys it's going to be like a badge of honor it's like you did what here's your medal <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> you know but for for a woman you did what here's your scarlet letter and walk your 
walk of shame or get stoned or something like that like like you're a witch in in salem you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know that that that's just that's just society and that's what it is and unfortunately for her i don't think she realized she was going to be the owner of the lakers because maybe she would have you know walked differently in those days you know the crazy thing is you know i'm gonna transition to another individual that should have known better like big baby davis former um, power forwarder, power forward slash center of the Boston Celtics, played for LSU. Um, of course, got the name Big Baby Davis. Um, he wind up like gooking out, like this. Like you didn't see what happened with him. Nah. Like this is how, when you know you have a certain face, you're gonna get caught. You feel me? Everybody know your ass. You know what I'm saying? This dude don't went to. Um, the stadium, Celtic Stadium, and stole a fan seat, front row seats. And then the fan came to get his seats like, no, these are my seats. Oh, 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 yeah, real, looking crazy. You feel me? <laughs> Everybody around him laughing like, you got all this money, man. You're a former NBA player. You got millions of dollars. And you over here stealing seats. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you did it early in the game. Everybody know, like, look, if you're 200 level, 300 level, and it's not a full capacity game. Some people, they'll just walk down, you oh, know, yeah. after halftime and, you know, get a better seat. But, like, you're in the first quarter, man. Like, what is going on? <laughs> like, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? And you get caught. And then they and they got it on video. You know what I'm saying? It just makes you look like more or less than um, the individual that you are financially. You know what I'm saying? And again, it may be something that he just brushed off because like you see, he could easily be like, like, yo, like shit. I mean, I, I paid for seats. It's not like I snuck in the damn stadium. You know what I mean? But ain't nobody here. I'm going to sit there. The likelihood of a celebrity coming late, paying the seats, is probably, well, at least in Boston. Because if you're in Miami, you, the celebrities come late. Everybody come late. You feel me? We show up like 30, you know what I mean? <laughs> But in Boston, in certain cities, they're like, they're not saying that we're not diehards, but they don't have anything else to do. Like, we got the weather, the women, the beaches. Y'all don't have that. So y'all have to be there on time. Whereas with us, we're like, uh, uh, we could show up a little late. Let's stay on the beach a little longer, and then we'll go to the game. I know we spent a little arm and a leg for these tickets, but it's all good. You know what I'm saying? So he probably was looking at it like, they're not here. They're probably not coming. I'm a celebrity. Nobody's going to question me, especially... I played for the damn team, you know? So he got caught, but I just was like dying when I seen it. It's like this guy, he always find a way to make me laugh. If it's not him on the plate, on the plane, eating Popeye's chicken, eating the whole bone, like putting it in his mouth and taking it out like, like a cartoon, is this. Yes, he's that type of guy. But yeah, it was just, when I seen that, I'm gonna send you the video, I was dying. You know what I'm saying? Um, one more thing. Not NBA, but um, you know that I seen and I sent you guys was that guy that won the champion um the fight he won against Magdalov recently. Yeah, yeah. You feel me? Like Kobe Covington. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. this guy is just like he's the new troll of the year, kid. You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, like he he was getting interviewed by a a a lady uh, inner um, viewer or uh, whatever. And she, he, he had her speechless, dying on camera. You know what I'm 
know what I'm saying? And what he said is he was he was going in on uh 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 um Deporty area, whatever you feel me? Uh, yeah, yeah, he was like he was like um he was like um he basically was saying uh uh Conor McGregor is sleeping with Deporty's wife. Yeah. Justin Poirier's wife, yeah. Like, like, I would have had me speechless too. I would have been like, like, this is what you said. <laughs> like, like for real. It, like, yo, if it's true, drop the mic. Drop the mic. <laughs> How you gonna win that? How you gonna even if you win that fight, you lose the battle. You feel I me? Mean? Because you got another dude conquered your wife. Not your girl, not your side chick, your wife. And if you didn't know, the world knows. So I wonder if you even training right now. You probably over here, like, having issues with your wife. If y'all got kids, oh, my God, definitely a big problem. How you going to focus on that? I know when I'm, like, when me and my wife beefing, like, I can't even focus straight, especially if I know I'm the one wrong. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like, if I'm the one wrong, like, I can't really, I can't really grub, I can't eat food, I can't really focus like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's one thing being mad, it's another thing being mad, and then you're thinking your your relationship is in jeopardy. That's the ones that have your your stomach in your mouth, you know what I'm saying? And you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. like, something that involves cheating and stuff like that, like, her cheating me, like, I'm thinking about jail. I'm thinking about me being in jail for the rest of my life. You feel me? Because you don't play me like a true, a, a, a square. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm thinking you probably thinking like, or um, he he's Poirier is thinking like, damn, all the girls that I was cheating on, do she get a pass, or do I pretend like I'm mad still? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like like I'm clean. You know what I'm saying? But 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 I just was like, yo, I couldn't believe it when he said that. I'm like, damn, you just want to fight. You already fighting. You already picking another battle already. Like, calm down, nigga. Enjoy the money real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it better be true, you know, because if you just stirring controversy just to stir it, I mean, you the troll of the, you already the troll of the year. But if it's not true, damn, you you really doing whatever you can to just to get this fight. But I kind of like it though. <laughs> I kind of like it because it takes it back to like WWE type of days when they had the little press conference and they was always talking smack to each other. That added the fuel to the fire. And that, that's the part that's missing in boxing. You know, I feel like boxing doesn't have this, you know, back and forth banter, just like with this fight that happened this weekend with Masvidal and Kobe Covington. You could tell, like, this was hyped up. You could tell it was real beef. You could tell it was, you know, they really didn't like each other. I mean, even after Masvidal clearly got... Did you watch the fight, by the way, Wes? I fell asleep on it. <laughs> I was watching a little bit, but I fell asleep, kid. Like, yeah, I, I told you, 12.30, you should take a nap, like, in the middle, like, 9, 10, and then... Not with a kill. Not with a kill. Uh, it's, it's, you, you get your sleeps in when you where you yeah, fit in. You, feel guy, me? You, got, you got the jit, man. It's a whole different ball game. But um, but yeah, it was um even after the fight was over, like I think you could tell sometimes when they just trying to create controversy, like with the uh press conference, the, the post fight interview, he was still Masvidal was still talking smack to Covington after this fight was over, like 
you could so you could tell it was real beef. And Covington is smart because right now you you're a pretty big name as far as in your weight class. Usman is the only one that's better, and I think Usman is the best fighter in UFC. Period. Him and Adesanya to me are, are the best right now, and um, you got to build on your fame because you don't know how long this is going to last. Build on it, you know. Now you got people like Wes saying your name. He didn't know your name last week. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, so I think it's smart for him to do that, but at the same time, totally disrespectful though. Damn, like those are fighting words. You want you a fight? You better be a fighter because that person needs to come and fight you for what you said, even if it's true or not. I, more so, probably if it's true, because you're putting the business out there, and like Wes said, beef with your significant other is is probably worse than beef with anybody else. You know, because you got to live with it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> or figure out. Uh, to live without it because she's probably gonna leave your ass and you probably had a good thing going maybe you have kids it's just a it's just a bad situation overall so so yeah i mean it's those are fighting words if there's any fighting words that are said those are it at the same time you know he he's he's, he's playing the game he's playing the game raw man he's playing the game raw right now and building off of off, off of his fame and i'm pretty sure he's gonna get that fight with poirier and i'm pretty sure he's gonna get a rematch with usman you know and that's what he wants and it seems like that's what dana white's gonna give him <laughs> exactly so that's all anything I gotta say. else Anything the else? One, the one last thing I seen was I don't know if you seen that Lamar Jackson was on the show with uh, LeBron James and them, and there was a co- topic of conversation about black quarterbacks in the league, and they asked him, "Does he feel like there's still an issue with um, black quarterbacks being in the league or being starting quarterbacks or whatnot?" And he said, "And he said." Um, um, and I just distracted him. <laughs> um, he said that uh, he feels like he has to win a Super Bowl for, for it to stop. That's what Lamar Jackson said. For the discrimination against black quarterbacks, he needs to win a Super Bowl for it to stop. Um, so when I heard that, I was just like, first of all, I don't really think there's an issue with black quarterbacks in the league no more, to be honest. I just don't think that. You got players that have been drafted number one. I mean, Jamarcus Russell was a bust. He was drafted number one. Colin Murray was drafted number one. Um, Deshaun Watson, albeit he has this controversy going on around him, there's still a bunch of teams, including the Dolphins, that still, I'm sure, want his services. He's a black quarterback. You got Russell Wilson that just got, you know, tr- you know traded for a bunch of tr- uh, draft picks or whatnot. And I feel like I'm missing another. I mean, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, that I, I feel like the the black quarterback thing is not a thing no more. I think they I think NFL teams and fans just care about winning and they don't care what color you are. Yes, it's been a controversy. You know, let's not say it hasn't been a controversy in the past. I mean, Joe, Joe Paterno came out. This is why I don't like Joe Paterno at Penn State. And 
you know, the writings on the wall of what happened with him and Jerry Sandusky. But he outwardly said, I don't think black people or black men are smart enough to be quarterback. He came out and said that like back in the eighties, you know what I'm saying? So this has always been a thing. And I heard as well that the black quarterback that was behind Terry Bradshaw for the Steelers was actually better than him, but they just wouldn't let him play because he was black. So this has been a thing for years. Obviously it has been, but I think in this day and age, um, including Lamar Jackson, who, you know, um, was drafted in the first round. Um, I, I just don't think it's a court. I mean, the best quarterback right now they're saying is, is the black quarterback. Um, this upcoming draft is black quarterback uh, from Liberty. You know what I'm saying? And that's not even a big school. And he may be the first quarterback taken. Where's the race race card there? You know what I'm saying? So I just don't think it's a it's it's an issue like that with black quarterbacks. Coaches, yeah, maybe they got more power. Um, owners, yeah, maybe they got the most power. GMs, yeah, maybe they got a lot of power too. But as far as quarterbacks are concerned, I don't think there's a controversy anymore about giving black quarterbacks a shot uh, to, to lead football teams. Yeah, me too. I mean, I, I, I feel the same um, way about, um, you know, what you're saying. I don't, uh, yeah, back in the day, it's cool. Yeah. You know, right now, definitely not. Of course, Patrick Mahomes, he's half black. He just won a Super Bowl recently. You know, I think the problem is really um, when, they, when you have a mobile quarterback that really be the problem they want you if you run, especially if you're running fast they want you to play wide receiver they want you to play something other than your normal position if you're quarterback you know what i'm saying um and, and not just that but when you're a mobile quarterback there's a lot of things that that you may lack because you got the ability to run you know what i'm saying um i mean you you see derrick king um they got him you know testing out to be wide receiver yeah. You, know, you know, I I mean, it's just something that that if you willing to be in a league, some people going to go ahead and transition from a quarterback to any other position. Why? Because they trying to make that big splash and change their lives forever. You know what I'm saying? Um, some some quarterbacks that's black like you, Lamar, you say you're not going to run. You're not going to do any of the things that they want you to do to try to draft you as a wide receiver or any other position. But at the end of the day, you was one of the top quarterbacks in that draft so um they could have went either way he went yeah you know but 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 again you know i i just think that is just clickbait you know it's just a topic that they wanted to ask him he answered it the best that he way he could um but i don't think he answered it the best way to be honest with you because i think it's false you know um basically everything that you alluded to and you know right now um I don't think it makes any sense. Russell Wilson, he's black. You know, majority of the quarterbacks that I see right now are black. To yeah. be honest with you, Deshaun Watson, you know, of course you got the different ones like Deshaun Watson, not um, Jason, Jason Allen, I mean, Josh Allen and stuff like that. But if you're talking about the elite quarterbacks now, a lot of them are black. So um, I just think it will just click big. So I'm going to disagree with Lamar. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. Um, and, and I do agree with um, what you were saying about changing the position, you know. Um, but the thing is, I don't think a lot of uh, – there's not a lot of white quarterbacks that are athletic, you know what I'm saying? But 
a lot of black quarterbacks are athletic. And there's not a lot of black quarterbacks who can't run. You know, there's some that can't run. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater, not really a runner. Um, Jameis Winston, not really a runner. Also, Jameis Winston was also drafted number one overall, by the way. Um, but I think the NFL sees, oh, well, we can't use that as a quarterback, but you got speed and you get. So maybe you can still be in the league. And I think it, it's okay for certain players. Like Tutu Atwell played quarterback in high school, went to Louisville, became a receiver. Now he's in the NFL as a receiver. De'Ara King, I don't know if he can catch. You know, I mean, maybe he can. I don't know. I mean, we know, he, we know he's athletic, but he's injury prone. So it's not but like he, he can be yeah, injury prone. He used to be a, a, a wide receiver before he became quarterback. So, oh, okay. All right, so, so, so he can catch, you know. So, I mean, there, there's some anomalies where you got a white uh, quarterback that's athletic, like Tannehill, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> who was originally a receiver as well. But I think it's all situational. I don't, I don't think there's really a race card with that anymore, you know. But, you know, I heard a lot of people that said, yeah, they thought converting Lamar Jackson, trying to convert Lamar Jackson to a receiver was – racist or borderline racist and yeah I do kind of see that a little bit because he's shown that he can do both at a high level at Louisville you know he was he was dominant as a thrower and a passer of course he was more electric as a runner but when people see him run they're like yo he's he's a he's a world-class athlete which he is but I don't think I don't think it's a really a major issue. I think the NFL has bigger problems. Definitely. All right. So I guess that's it. We're wrapping yep. it up. Wrap it up until next week in the next episode on the Mark West Sports Podcast. Peace. Peace.